Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to yet another edition of the Pure Digital Passion Podcast with me, Moses Kemibaro. Today is something of a special edition because, believe it or not, today we have the Kenya Revenue Authority on this podcast talking to us about the recently announced tax amnesty. And I'm delighted to have them over because, obviously, Kerry touches on everything that we do as businesses and individuals here in Kenya when it comes to taxes. But more importantly, with this new amnesty, what does it mean specifically for entrepreneurs? And we know that in the tech space, entrepreneurs in particular um, need to know and learn what it requires for them to really be tax compliant at all times. And I think the tax amnesty presents a great opportunity for many of us entrepreneurs uh, to make sure that we can sustain our businesses, but also make sure that we're on the right side of these things. So I'll start off by introducing our primary guest today from KRA. His name is Alfred, Alfred Karibusana. This is such a treat, Asante. So Alfred, maybe you can start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do at KRA. Thank you. My name is Alfred Sikuku. I work in domestic taxes department at the Kenya Revenue Authority, KRA. KRA is the government agency responsible for assessment, collection, and accounting of all revenue that are due to the government. And specifically at the domestic taxes department, I work in the waiver coordination unit, where we give support to the tax service offices on all matters relating to the waiver process. And then lately, I'm also part of the team spearheading successful implementation of the recently introduced amnesty program. Thanks so much, Alfred. Bugwa, maybe you can also introduce ourselves as one of, yourself as one of our special guests. Fantastic. First, it's great to be here, Moses, uh, discussing such an insightful and impactful topic. My name is Mbogwan Jehia. I'm an entrepreneur and also a venture builder uh, with over 20 years in the technology space with interest cutting across telecommunications, uh, media, mobility, um, and financial services. I'm also a startup mentor at the Google for Startups Accelerator. Thank you, Mbogwa. So I'll come back to you, Alfred. Um, I guess the big question is, why now? What's the objective of this tax amnesty and why should entrepreneurs you know, embrace it? So I see two main objectives with this tax amnesty. There's the part where the taxpayer pays and there's the part where the penalties and interests are vacated. So for the two main objectives is that first of all, taxpayers get a meaningful relief from penalties, interest and fines and this gives them a fresh start in their journey towards tax compliance. And then secondly, and on a fiscal policy perspective, the government tends to gain revenue in the short term, and this will go to finance um, government programs and to ease fiscal pressures. But also, as we dig into that, I mean, you know, one would almost say that Kerry is not really incentivized necessarily to offer the amnesty. So when I think about that, because potentially you're collecting less because of it, but why do you feel, uh, or rather why this um, initiative, and I think it's not the first one, maybe you can tell us about the underlying reason or perspective behind offering this incentive, whereas really in some ways you may not be incentivized. Correct. So we've had tax amnesties before, and they usually come to address a specific compliance item. Mm. And so for this specific item, it's to collect revenue from penalties, pardon me, from principal taxes that have outstanding penalties and interest. And so it's a 
mop up of those outstanding taxes. Okay. And then it grants relief to taxpayers who take up the amnesty by vacating the penalties and interest amounts. Okay, great. Bugwa, I mean, like me, like me yourself, you know, you're in the SME space, you're mm -hmm. you know, doing biashara, as it were. I mean, what, what are your thoughts around this tax amnesty and how do you feel it improves or alleviates a financial burden on, you know, uh, the kind of businesses that you're involved in? I mean, as uh, first and foremost, I was ecstatic when you know I saw the presser. First, I saw it on Twitter and couldn't believe it, so I had to go to the Kerry portal itself, uh, yeah. website itself, to just confirm. And for me, it's the fact that you know, over the past few years, especially with um, with COVID, many small and medium-sized businesses were were in survival mode. And yeah, when you're in survival mode, many things fall through the cracks. Mm. And one of the things that falls through the cracks is just the the rigor of making sure that your books are in order, especially on the compliance front. Um, and so when this, when I when I heard this, I'm like, you know, this is an it's an excellent opportunity for businesses to essentially, you know, level up and and get their and get their house in order, because compliance is is central towards you know business continuity. Mm. Um, and yes, so it, it it does. I think it's an exciting time that the authorities actually engaging. And saying, you know, dear SMEs to Moyaskia. Mm. And here is us, Kurudisha Mkono. You know, there've been there've, there've been a slew of additional taxes announced, and people have been feeling a bit a bit pressured on that. And just for the sake of business continuity, I think it's it's exciting that the authority is actually ex extending this to SMEs. Not only to SMEs, just wearing the SME hat, but to to all businesses in general. Yeah, I think the broader business community in general, I think, you know, even for me, I would say that. There's been a huge transition in the way Kerry engages the public, mm. engages business. You know, it is not as scary as it was maybe 10, 15 years ago when, you know, you had to engage. And I think it's wonderful. But maybe you can come back and tell us, Alfred, um, what are the criteria to qualify uh, for this uh, tax amnesty? What are the things that one needs to, to look at in order to participate or take advantage of it? Thank you. So for taxpayers who do not have principal taxes owing, for periods prior to the 31st of December 2022, they qualify automatically. And taxpayers with principal taxes for the same period prior to 31st December of 2022 are invited to apply for the tax amnesty and with the application, give a proposal on how they intend to clear the principal taxes by way of installment the last installment being received no later than the 30th of June, 2024. So there's not too much time, right? There's a window here, like, you know, was it eight months or something of that nature? Correct. I believe, however, that it's sufficient time for taxpayers to do all they have to do to benefit and sign up for the tax amnesty. So concurrently, I imagine that even as you're sorting out your tax amnesty, you've done the proposal you're still required to still continue paying your current ones, yeah? So it's a continuous process of both your current and the historical ones where you might have some, some liabilities pending, right? That is correct. Sort the past tax concerns while you are getting a good boost towards uh, future compliance. Okay. How is the application process done? Is it done through iTax? Do you, how do, if I was just asking as a layperson, how do you even start that process? Correct. So there's this awesome invention Calls the internet. And in <laughs> iTax, you have this um, application form that's uh -huh. been embedded in iTax. Okay. The taxpayers profile in iTax, so you get to log in. There's a menu there um, for application for tax amnesty. 
and it's a smart form, simple and easy to use, allows you propose how you intend to make payment of your uh, principal taxes, allows you to choose what number of installments uh, you wish to make. The form is straightforward, simple to use, does not require approval from KRA office. Oh, so okay. the taxpayer makes it's, it's self-service, really, uh, and then it's very easy to use. There's a lot of support we are giving also uh, on our website on step-by-step guides on how to, to, to complete your application. So it's actually a user-friendly process. Uh, presumably somebody would do it through an accountant or they could even do it themselves. That's correct. Okay. What about Chimbuga? What are your thoughts around this whole tax amnesty in terms of the implications for business going forward? What do you think from your point of view as, a, as an entrepreneur? Oh, the first obvious one is improved cash flow. Um, we are at a time where every shilling counts, and it comes to either the end of the month or what, whenever bills and obligations fall due, you're there, probably with your numbers guy, trying to figure out what do we pay first, what can we defer. So the ability to know that, you know what, there is this um, 100,000 shillings, half a million shillings, two million, whatever the amount is, that we can now reallocate to either generate new business mm. or to settle other obligations, I think that's fantastic. So the improved cash flow position. And of course, if you got if you have outstanding principal amounts in terms of taxes, debt relief that you can now walk in and say, listen, I know my business has a certain generates revenue at a certain pace, and we're therefore able to plug this, to plug in this repayment that we feel we are comfortable with uh, into that flow. So that every other month, like you said, you're still paying your current obligations, but then you have a systematic and well-timed um, sort of plan to offset and finally uh, clear out all outstanding obligations. And again, I'll go back to the issue of compliance. I mean, compliance and business continuity go hand in hand. Um, we, we've seen, we've seen, we've seen the writing on the wall that it's going to be increasingly difficult, if not impossible, very soon to conduct business in the country if you're not compliant. So this is a great opportunity, I repeat, for businesses of any size to make sure that they are in full compliance status and essentially also drag drag along suppliers, drag along uh, you know service providers to make sure that you know we are it's it's an all inclusive process. If, if I'm sorting my end, hey Moses, if you've got anything make sure you, 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 you follow through as well. I think it's so important for SMEs today because um, being on the entrepreneurial side myself, you know, you can't even apply for certain tenders or pre-qualifications today without yep. your tax compliance. And I don't know any SME today that if you're not compliant, you can't essentially participate to be a part of the party, as it yes. were, just for the mere consideration of this. And maybe coming back to you, Alfred, I mean, what do you see then as the sort of operational or even business success implications of the amnesty from that perspective? Agree totally with Bogwa. There's that boost to the business's cash flow. Mm. Cash flow that can now be reallocated to other areas of priority that can be used for meeting other operational needs. There is that... Um, aspect of compliance because now where penalties and interest were holding the companies off from a compliance certificate, they are now able to uh, get that compliance certificate and that means new businesses and new revenue streams. And then also by vacating those penalties and interests from their books, the companies that benefit from the amnesty program are going to improve their credit rating. Everyone is lately watching their credit scores and mm -hmm. by 
removing those significant tax liabilities from the books, even lenders are willing now to do business with companies. Yeah. Mugo, what do you think could be some of the challenges, you know, sort of to to become, you know, or rather to participate in the tax amnesty from a business perspective? You know, just thinking to yourself, what are some of the things that could actually constrain one from doing it? Um, great question. I think it would be it would be two things primarily. The first would be that many entrepreneurs are used to, again, I'll refer to the COVID period that totally mm. destabilized many of us. And people just wanted to keep businesses, the business going. You know, default, we call it being default alive. Mm. So in being default alive state, it means that many things would have fallen through the cracks. And liwe liwalo. Let me just operate. Let me keep the lights on. Let me pay salaries. Let me mm. we keep it moving. So the biggest challenge would be, depending on how how much you let fall through the cracks, just getting back up to speed. I know we said it's around, what, eight, nine months. Would that be sufficient? I think it is sufficient. But just depending on how how bad you had let things get, yeah. just getting back up to speed, that would be the first challenge. Because you still have to engage um, a proper numbers person, which I insist that every entrepreneur or every business must do. And second is even with... Um, if you've got an issue on, if your issue is more on the principal amounts, you know, there's no running away from that. I mean, mm. you still have to come in and say, yeah. I owe X thousands or X millions. You still have to really think through how you're going to make that work. And it's not, we're not saying that the business environment is getting any easier. I mean, we, we've got all sorts of pressure, whether it's from FX or just general business climate. So those would be the two that I see that, that, are, that are primary. One, you let things um, you know, fall too far off the wayside. And it's going to take a lot of effort to just get that momentum back. And second, you still have to find a source of funding, whether you're going to take a loan to make sure that you meet that obligation by the deadline of, it's June, June 2024. Uh, whichever you do it, you still have to, you still have yeah. to source it. Yeah. yeah. And I think when you think about also the penalties and the interest, I mean, usually they're quite substantial over time, you know, they can really, really put a dent in an SME. Yeah. And maybe coming back to you, Alfred, I would want to ask, what are some of the myths and misconceptions that people have about the tax amnesty? Because, you know, I love this thing in Kenya where there's what is the truth <laughs> and then and there's the opinion courtesy of WhatsApp and Facebook <laughs> of what it really is and what it is. You know, I don't know whether there's some things that you're seeing around the misconceptions and the myths around this amnesty. Correct. Those exist. One popular one that I've had lately is that uh, the government stands to lose revenue by allowing the tax amnesty. And while, yes, it looks like the government is vacating principal um, penalties and interests in the short term, what the tax amnesty does is that it leads taxpayers to compliance. Mm. And this leads to long-term uh, compliance that brings more revenue Correct. and reduces the cost of tax administration. So net-net, it's a benefit for all the stakeholders. Correct. What about you, Buga? Any, any thoughts around misconceptions and myths as well? I, you know, paranoia is, is, you know, this is a hook. What are, they, what are they trying to get? You know, what's the government after? Do they want to just... Uh, we've been operating default alive, Chinia Maji <laughs> under the radar. This is them wanting us to come to the fore. Maybe yes and no, in the sense that you do need to be on the up and up in terms of all your documentation, whether it's yeah. licensing from the county and also compliance from um, the authority. So the best way to look at that is that, you know, you also, you're also in business to create value. And when you create value, you're like, um, 
you know, let the taxman take what's his. Yeah. You build you build sustainable models, build a sustainable business with unit economics that work. Yeah, ultimately the numbers have to stack the, up. The numbers have to stack up. Otherwise, yeah. why are you in business in the first place? These are not, um, for most people I say, and, and people may not like it when I say, Moses, what you're doing is a hobby. Mm. You know, if, you're, if you want to, do, to be a business, then make sure that you do everything that you are required to do to make it compliant. Dot the I's and cross the T's. Hey, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest misconception. But hey, you know, we keep, we keep saying that we want an enabling business environment. We should enable that ourselves as well. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a two-way street. Dear government, make it easier for us to do business. But at the same time, we should be um, in compliant state as well. Mm. Alfred, so, you know, sometimes I, I love the way we operate in Biashara in Kenya. Because you have a group of people who say, come on, imbaya, imbaya. Yeah, yeah, even if they're giving a message, I'm not touching. And you know, you'll be shocked at a certain SME level. This is the way guys are talking. So from your point of view, maybe just tell us quite clearly, because it's almost like, you know, Kerry's extended an olive branch and said, guys, I'm opening my hand to you. Please, let's work together. Let's hold hands and sort out your issues. But what are the consequences if somebody doesn't take advantage of this? Yeah, uh, what you've said is quite true. First, I think it would be a shame if companies shy away from uh, benefiting from the amnesty. Mm -hmm. But like they say, you snooze, you lose. If uh, we fail to honor the terms of the amnesty, and it's very simple, pay up your principal taxes, mm. get uh, relief from penalties and interest, then the first problem you face is that then you do not get that relief. And so you'll continue with those lasting complications of having tax arrears. And then secondly, what's going to happen is that the Kenya Revenue Authority will employ recovery measures that are, mm. uh, are provided for. I love in the language the you use. It's, it's, it's very formal language. <laughs> we'll be forced to employ yeah. recovery measures provided in the law to recover the unpaid taxes. Which are usually much more painful, I imagine, for the business or the entrepreneur. Especially at a time when there was actually a tax amnesty that was to help with those penalty and interest amounts. What about you, Mbuka? What do you think in terms of the guys who are sitting there saying, come on, buy and buy? Yeah, there will be, you would have an excuse that you did not know. One thing I like about what the KRA has done now is they've been very, very vocal, very visible about the tax amnesty. And the fact that you are here to also amplify that, you can never say that you did not know. Um, and the worst thing that could ever happen, we already live with, with anxiety. I know. Meeting payroll, mm. meeting all these other costs. We already, why would you want yet another yet another p thing that would give you sleepless nights as a business? Um, if, if, if you're told there's someone at the reception, you're like, oh, who is it? Is it, <laughs> is it the care? <laughs> you know, why? Why would you want that? So I think it's just important to be smart. Like, I mean, it's a, it's, Sounds like a no-brainer, um, but I'm trying to, like I said, I work with many startups across the spectrum. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, if you have an issue, guys, huh, take this thing up. Make sure you make sure that you've, um, if you need advice. And what I love about the KRA is that they also are very responsive. My my channel of choice is Twitter. For my personal issue, I went on there and said, okay, I know this and this is the position. How quickly can it can it be sorted? And you're very easily told, you know what, for this particular one, it would apply automatically. Mm -hmm. You actually don't need to do anything, but it may be prudent to maybe visit, visit your um, visit your branch where you're domiciled. 
for it to be to be enabled uh, faster, quicker. Yeah. Because my personal thing is that there are many things, there are many business opportunities that are currently at standstill because yeah. of, say, a non-compliant status. Yeah. So for me to unlock that, I need to do the needful. It's it's a no-brainer, really. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a chicken and egg scenario, really, yeah. at the end of the day. Alfred, what, what do you say would be some of the key steps that an entrepreneur or business needs to take to take full advantage of this amnesty? Thank you. So first of all, know your status. What's, what are your tax liabilities? And where you have principal taxes, we've said the process is very simple. Make your application, give those, um, give that proposal on how you intend to clear by installment. And then also importantly, we're inviting individuals and businesses as well to fulfill all returns in all their registered obligations. File all pending returns that you've not filed, and that way you'll bring visibility of your accounts to the system so that then the amnesty is applied to the penalties mm. and interest. So the filing is critical, right? Very critical, correct. Because again, I know that a lot of uh, SMEs sometimes don't do that, eh? which is the basic thing, isn't it? That is true. Or the nil returns, eh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That can become even a bigger problem down the road. Eh? Yes, then down the road when you finally uh, bring in visibility to this, maybe something is pushing, you need a tender somewhere, they need a compliance certificate. Mm. It's when you realize you should have fulfilled all these returns, then this penalty is charged. Best to have those returns filed now and get help with the amnesty than later. That's true, that's true. Buka, because you're working with all these you know, businesses, and again, there's other dimension here of individuals, yep. um, what sort of advice would you give to you know, the entrepreneur, the individual, coming from a business perspective and also as an individual yeah. um, to sort of utilize or take advantage of this amnesty? I mean, straight up, my answer to that would be don't skimp on legal and accounting. Starting with legal, having, having solid contracts or at least contracts that have been properly drafted. Mm. Again, we've, there's something trending on social media around the legal profession. And we know as <laughs> we know as startup uh, as entrepreneurs, many times we defer to the institution of Google yes. to generate documentation. So my my plea or my cheat sheet is: do not skimp on legal. Just get proper legal um, advice when drafting contracts, especially um, in the area of payments, because you could deliver a product or service and end up not getting paid, and that affects how you're seen by mm -hmm. the by the authority. Of course, number two is don't skimp on accounting. Accounting uh, will make sure that you're on the up and up on everything. We, we keep talking about this thing of, of unit economics. If you're in business, it's called a business because it's in pursuit of a sustainable model. Yes. If you're in perpetually lost generating status and you need to, uh, to feature things here and there, tax is not revenue. It's an obligation. It's an obligation. Anyway, yeah. Um, and there are many, and right now there are many legal and accounting firms that have packages that are accessible to most SMEs under subscription. Mm. If, you, if you can't afford someone in-house, there are dime a dozen services out there that you could, um, you could leverage on to make sure that your, um, you know, your legal and accounting work is, um, is done, is handled by professionals, and just buffer you against any, any future risks. So you sort out your issues now with the authority, and going forward, you're running, you're running a, a fairly clean, clean and updated house. Yeah, great. Um, Alfred, how is specifically Kerry guiding and supporting entrepreneurs and individuals to commence and actually initiate this process of 
tax amnesty. Because I'm sure for a lot of people, there's an inherent fear um, mm. of doing this. Uh, because again, it's almost like you're putting it out there. You're saying, now I'm coming. But it might even just be an irrational sense of, hey, me, I don't know that I'm really ready to start. How do I start? So how do you deal with that to make it, to ease people into this thing? KRA is availing all support on the ground for businesses and for taxpayers. And first of all, we have rolled out an, a simple application form in the system. So uh, taxpayers are encouraged to interact with the system from the comfort of their offices or homes and make application for the amnesty. And then secondly, our offices are available countrywide to give the same support. And this includes Huduma centers across the country ah, as well. Okay. So from there, they'll get the same kind of support also. Our website also has hosted answers to frequently asked questions about the tax amnesty. And we've also posted guidelines that would give more information to taxpayers about the tax amnesty. And lastly, our call center is available, again, to respond to all manner of queries. So what you're saying is that in addition to obviously the communications that we're seeing across media and otherwise, you've provided touch points where if you're stuck or you feel you are lacking the insight, then Carry is providing it in various forms um, so that you can fully be immersed in it and also know what the next steps are, correct? That's correct. All manner of support has been available. Great. Um, coming back to you, Mbugwa, um, and again, as we look at the entrepreneurial scenario, uh, the small Biashara guy getting on the amnesty, are there any things that come to mind that in your opinion, might be challenges to participation, meaning mm -hmm. just even the issue of the fact that you are still required to meet your current obligations and whatever caused the historical situation, mm -hmm. you know, there's a possibility of a recurrence of what are called bad habits that might have led to that. So what would you say as an entrepreneur, you know, how does somebody tackle that? You know, that fine, I'm going for compliance, but also, or rather the amnesty, but also maybe the underlying reasons be why it happened in the first place. We, we build up on, on that last question, on the previous question you asked. And entrepreneurs and business, business owners and the executives need to also level up in terms of information. Um, and by this, I mean, many people stumbled into inter entrepreneurship and meaning to be a shara. You did not set out maybe to, um, you know, to be a businessman in whatever category. So the, many people do have these knowledge gaps. And to close out that earlier thought is to say, try level up. There are many, whether it means taking an, an accounting course mm. to understand what, you know, what the breakdown of numbers means, what it means when there's excise, how do you calculate excise versus uh, you know, and, and, and VAT, um, what, are, what are deductions anywhere? If someone says they're a, they're, a, they're a tax agent, what does that mean in terms of your position? Yeah. All those things. So the ability to just get yourself a lot more knowledgeable will hold you in good stead in terms of understanding what risks your business um, is exposed to. And then, you know, dotted line, this connects to the issue of, again, seeking seeking proper proper advice, whether that's accounting, accounting or legal. Outside of that, really, is to say the, the authority has done everything that they can. Like you've, you've, you've heard of all the channels that are available on. There's a call center, there's, there's X, there's Huduma centers. It's all there, the FAQs. So you can't really say that you do not know. 
um, it could be an issue of hiding your, your, your head in the sand, but it shouldn't be. I mean, as entrepreneurs, challenges are, are not foreign. Yeah. This is one of those, and it's one of those things that now you've been enabled with a way that you could actually tackle it. And with knowledge, you can prevent a future reoccurrence of, of, say, what you call bad habits. Yeah, it yeah. happens. Coming back to you, Alfred, um, I know it's early days, it's just started. Um, but have you seen already some impact uh, from the opening of this amnesty? And then secondly, maybe there's some success stories already as a result of the same. Correct. So since the launch of the amnesty on 1st September 2023, there's been positive um, uptake uh, by taxpayers. And uh, to share success stories, those are many, but this one that specifically comes to mind, I was privileged to join um, part of our team from the marketing department mm. down at the coast during uh, what we had a few days ago, the taxpayer month the launch of the taxpayers month. Mm. And so what happened is we took our, we have this mobile taxpayer service unit, really it's a bus, but it's more than a bus. It's 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 a carry office in a bus. Wow. <laughs> so we went down to the coast, put our mobile unit on the ferry, docked on the other side, wow. Likoni. And there I met an elderly man who came and said, you know, I have never filed any tax return ever since I registered for my carry personal identification wow. number. And he says that he chose to remain under because he knew he had missed quite a few years. And so he didn't want those penalties charged. He just wanted to stay under and not be found. And so I said, there's no problem at all. We have this tax amnesty that is going to vacate those penalties and those interests. All you need to do is pay up whatever principal taxes that you have. And so we helped him put up his tax returns. We helped him put up an application for the amnesty. And I'm sure just as it is with him in a random market in Likoni, so it is with many other individuals and businesses across the country. The tax amnesty is giving taxpayers an opportunity to remedy any past tax concerns that they have. Bukwa, I'll come back to you. Mm -hmm. How do we foster a culture of voluntary tax compliance, you know, as a result of things like the amnesty? How do you think that comes to be for the many SMEs and individuals uh, in Kenya? Uh, um, how I look at that is most business owners, most entrepreneurs and the executives who work at these businesses want to run, just want to run their business smoothly. They don't want to feel like they have this overhanging thing that they have to I mean, you see, when you, when you talk about it as an obligation, it sometimes feels heavy. Mm. But in the larger picture of things, now that we understand a lot of what it takes to run the country and the place of the place and value of taxes, it is to almost enable people feel that, or enable ways in which people can easily, easily pay up, you know, their obligations. True. And I think this feels like the first of many steps that the care is taking to say, listen, um, we don't want this to be an overhanging thing. We want it to be. Um, closer to something that is that happens automatically for you and i think that that change in that change in perception is going to go a, a long way in having more and more people like that Mzee, you mentioned out in Likoni. so you know what um, now that i know better i will do better mm. because there's a dotted line to like i said earlier the place and value 
of what our taxes do. You know, remember the conversation we had earlier about many people think that the KRA collects and then sits on the money. Yeah. KRA is an agent, is a, is a government's collecting arm, collects these revenues and then uh, submits them to, to Treasury for a collective benefit. So I think when people start to get that general understanding, then I think the, the weight of responsibility will be better understood and we'll see more and more SMEs essentially say, you know what, um, I'm happy to now do the, do the right thing, especially so because we've been told, we've been given all the, all the tools, and now we can proceed to run our business legitimately. Correct, correct. So, gentlemen, as we come to the end, I think I'll just like to ask you one last question, starting with you, Mbugwa. You know, any final thoughts around this whole subject matter? What does it mean going forward? Um, how do you feel uh, it affects the market and, of course, individuals and the businesses that are possibly suffering under the yoke of non-compliance? Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts around that? It's, it's a no-brainer for any, any business, small or large, um, to take this opportunity up. It is, it is the perfect opportunity to, um, to clean house. And for me, really, the driver for that would be, you know, you say in Africa, we never really close businesses. Mm. Even if business was bad, you, you kind of like park it on the side, waiting for, waiting for the good times for you to pick it up. Yeah. So for all those um, things that have been in the parking lot, whether because business was not great, courtesy of COVID or market conditions, right now is the time to come back out and say, listen, let me polish this thing up. The new opportunities, we are seeing regional integration. Um, mm. How do you then tap into these new opportunities? Mm. And especially even, you know, they say, you know, governments and corporates um, are some of the best guys to do business with. So one, the ability to unlock business from, uh, from, from that tier of clients, but also to power business between ourselves, Moses. Yeah. Um, I'm not about to do any business with you if you're not in compliance status. Because mm. nowadays with, we say that there's a digital footprint. After I've cleaned up my house, there's no walking in with mud. So this is like literally the perfect time for people to um, ensure compliance status. For, the, for me, the sole purpose would be you know, business, business continuity. And I think you're really right when you say that because you know, today with certain types of, actually more often than not, you know, it's become a standard requirement. You have to have your TCC, your tax compliance yes. certificate. You can't even open that door with the best companies and organizations without it. So it almost becomes a seal of approval Correct. for an SME, which I think, especially when SMEs are competing so hard amongst each other uh, for the little business that might be available, mm. um, it is one of those basic requirements now that you need it to even, you know, be able to get the best business out there, you know. And Alfred, maybe, you know, you can wrap us up in terms of, you know, giving us your final thoughts around the amnesty implications going forward. Uh, possibly the success stories you're hearing, when you bring it all together, you know, how do you see this working for Kenya at large and more importantly for the individuals and the businesses um, that this amnesty seeks to, to help or support? So the tax amnesty is an exciting time for us at Kerry. It really is a time for information and education. So taxpayers are learning a lot about the responsibilities that come with their registered obligations. And so many are finding that, yes, I incurred penalties here. And why is that? It's because, oh, okay, I missed a deadline here. I missed due dates here. I have interest because I did not pay by certain dates. And so moving forward, this is how it's going to, again, in the long term, cause or bring about uh, long-term compliance because then there's more information out there on how 
not to incur penalties and how not to incur interest. Then our vision as the Kenya Revenue Authority is to be a globally trusted revenue agency facilitating tax and customs compliance. The tax amnesty goes a long way towards building and maintaining that trust and leading taxpayers to compliance. The tax amnesty is poised to vacate penalties, interest, and fines in the regions of tens to hundreds of billions of Kenya shillings, wow. benefiting millions and millions of taxpayers. And so, and it gives them a fresh start on their journey towards tax compliance, like we say, but a fresh start. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Alfred, sharing with us, telling us all about that. And Bugwa for sharing the qua ground perspective, <laughs> looking at how SMEs, businesses, individuals are affected and potentially can take advantage of the tax compliance, rather the tax amnesty. Thank you so much. And once again, thank you for joining us for this edition of the Pure Digital Passion Podcast. As you hear, the tax amnesty is running until June 2024. Uh, we encourage you to take advantage of this opportunity, as you've heard from both Bugwa and also Alfred from KRA. Uh, once again, we hope to catch you in the next one.